0: Take it from here Don't go away when you can take it from here Why don't you stay and maybe join in the fun Now the show has begun Yes, Dick Bentley and Jimmy Edwards will be on hand for the next 30 minutes with June Whitfield, Wallace Eaton and the keynotes all inviting you to...
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, listeners, I think we should explain that our show this week is not being broadcast from our usual crummy studio in London. (laughs) Today we're down at a naval base called HMS Collingwood, which is the sort of Latin quarter of Portsmouth. As a matter of fact, uh, it's the Navy's electrical training school, and it's here that sailors are taught how to operate all those complicated electronic devices used in the modern Navy. And the chief instructor here was good enough to spend a couple of hours this afternoon explaining to Jim and me exactly how electronics work. It was fascinating, wasn't it, Jim? Absolutely wonderful. I, I woke up feeling completely refreshed.
2: <laughs> but I do remember
1: one thing he said. He said, certain things we have here are what you BBC chaps often play around with. Well, don't I know it? I'm meeting one behind the nappy afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mean wrens. He meant... Recreation. <laughs> He meant recording machines. Did you realize, Bentley? Hmm? That they even make their own tape recorders here? Realize it? I got that chief instructor to lend me one. See, it's on the table here. What you mean you got him to lend you a naval tape recorder? But I mean, but why? Well, because, Jim, this machine can make our visit here really worthwhile. Oh, come off it, Bentley. We we daren't flog Admiralty property. I mean,
2: <laughs>
1: not in Portsmouth. <laughs> the market's saturated. <laughs> now I, uh. I don't want to flog it. Look, Jim, why don't we use it? Use it to record greetings messages from here. Oh, I see. Yes. Yes. Why not? After all, think of the hundreds of wives, mothers, and sweethearts who have someone very dear to them here at Collingwood tonight. Oh, Jim, let's leave me out. Let. Right? <laughs> let's record some of the lads. That's what I meant. You, you, you cleat. Cleats. Cleats. The naval expression. It means a clot that gets nutted. <laughs> Bentley. Yes. Are you sure this machine works? Oh, yes, I've already recorded one message from a 3 badge stoker to his girlfriend. <laughs> and, and it worked? Not half. Can't you see where the tape is scorched? <laughs> so, let's get some of the chaps to come up out of the audience now and say a few words to their mums. What about starting with that chief petty officer there? No, I don't think so. From what I've overheard, chief petty officers don't have mothers, I <laughs> Try one of the officers, one of this shower down here. That officer there. Yes, you, sir. Would you be glad? Of, thank you very much. Would you be so good to come up on the day, sir? Thank you, sir. No, never mind the stairs. Just step on a couple of ratings. That's the idea.
2: <laughs>
1: well, all right, are you there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you aboard. Yes. Yeah. Well, listeners, we have a naval officer in front of the machine now. Yeah. Would you like to tell us, sir, what exactly are you? No help from the audience, please. Just tell us what you are, sir. I am animal and fee Ernie. Oh, no, no, no. I'm afraid you've mistaken our program, Colonel. <clears throat> this is Take It From Here. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I rarely listen to these BBC programs, you know. I can never get my wireless to work. Oh, well, shit. Oh. But, what rank are you? Commander Electrical.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Gran,
1: now, what we'd like you to do, Commander, is record a message on this thing here.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what it is, of course. Oh, well, now, just a minute. Let me have a closer look. Now, I've seen one, I know. I... Of course! <laughs> yes, it's a table. Oh. <laughs> we mean the thing on it. I mean, it's a recording machine. All we want you to do is to deliver a message to the lucky lady to whom you have given your heart. I say. it'll be absolutely wonderful. But, uh... Do you want something, well, extemporary? Oh, no, no. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. <laughs> there might be Marines listening, you know. <laughs> well, I, um, I say, could, could, I, could I have a moment to think of something to say? Well,
2: certainly, certainly. Oh, yes. certainly it's all time you
1: like. Have a Do good it. old funk, yes, we'll wait. Music. Mm. Bentley, yes? you managed to get into Portsmouth? Yes, I nipped in before lunch. Know what I did? Had myself tattooed. Tattooed? Mm. Where? Just the left of the floating bridge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, hey,
1: I I think I've got it. Oh, oh good. I hope, yes. good. I've got the message all composed in my mind. Oh, now. good yes, thinking, sir. Smart is. enough. Yes. Speak slowly and clearly, Commander, yes. because you're addressing that certain somebody who's longing to hear from you. Oh, by Jove, don't I know it. <laughs> Now, now, hello, Nanny. Oh, no. Chug, boy, chugging, chugging,
0: and a tugging, tugging us down to the sea. Big ball, popping, hopping, and a poppin'. Swing, it's rock and roll roll. The Rugged
2: River of the sea.
1: Thank you, thank you, keynotes, and so to Type's Naval Type, Topic of the Week. As we are broadcasting this show, from HMS Collingwood, we want to repay the generous naval hospitality, which we trust is now being poured out for us over in the other building. <laughs> Accordingly, we now present an episode from the life of a distinguished sailor, that great 18th-century sea dog, Admiral Cuthbert Cuttlefish. <laughs> August the twelfth, seventeen ninety seven, left Portsmouth under full sail, taking with us the good wishes of the citizenry and a sizable chunk of the South Parade Pier. <laughs> August the fourteenth, a shout from the lookout. A
2: holy a sail, I
1: can see a sail. Well, whose is it?
2: Edwin. <clears throat>
1: keep telling you you don't have to report ours, just, just other people's. Oh, sorry. Mr. Navigator, have we got to have that man on lookout? I pray Sir Admiral. It's his telescope.
2: <laughs>
1: sir. Sir, an important message has just arrived from CNC Mediterranean Fleet. Uh, it's to all ships wishing to enter Gibraltar Harbor. What does it say? Don't knock the rock. <laughs> Hi, you're a credit to Dartmouth, you know. See you later, navigator. <laughs> Just a minute, though. What's that floating in the ogin? Just a stern. Good. Heaven, sir, it's a dinghy. A dinghy, Mr. Navigator. How many times do I have to repeat this ship? The first rule of seamanship. Never let your dinghy dangle in the wake.
2: <laughs>
1: sir, it's... It, it's not our dinghy, sir. It's not ours. It's a strange one. And, sir... There's a woman in it. Good grief. Can you read the name on the stand? No, she's sitting down. (laughs) Ahoy now. Ahoy to you. How can I get aboard? What does she want aboard for? (laughs) She wants to get on our ship, you fool. We'll rescue you, ma'am. Bosun, throw over a line and fish the lady up. Come on now, pull everybody, pull. Harder. Ah, here she comes. Oh, your pardon, ma'am. Just lie still while I get the hook out of your
2: nose.
3: Oh, thank heavens. Thank heavens I found you. My name is Barbara Gumboot.
1: Gumboot? Good heaven, sir. She must be a relation of Wellington.
3: Yes. Yes, I am. That's why I was captured by the captain of a French frigate. He wanted to hold me as an ostrich.
1: The word is hostage, woman. An ostrich is a long-legged bird with a bunch of feathers on its... <laughs> a thousand pardons, ma'am, I... I didn't notice your bustle. You must forgive the Admiral, ma'am. His, his rough tongue is ill-fitted for a lady's arm. Uh, sir, if ma'am has just escaped, the French frigate must still be in the vicinity. What? Put the ship in reverse immediately! <laughs> Ahoy,
0: Admiral! Look out
1: reporting!
0: French frigate
1: hey! How far ahead? The French
2: Nine
1: inches! <laughs> Nine at... Mr. Navigator! Sir? That lookout man, you laughed have to go. <laughs> Either that or we get the kink out of his telescope.
3: And, well, look, that's the French ship, all right. I can tell by the plunging deck line.
1: Mr. Navigator, send a message to C&C requesting permission to engage enemy. Aye, aye, sir. Dear C&C... <laughs> Could we have permission to... I didn't mean to write him a letter! Do it with flags! But, 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 don't be silly. They'd never go in the
3: envelope. Admiral, you're wasting time. The French have got
1: their guns trained on us. Oh, I'm frightened. Madam, you have no cause to fear. The French is but a feeble frigate. We are a pre-masted man of war. That is to say, uh, two-masted (laughs) man-of-war. All right, uh, uh, one-masted man-of-war. What now, clever carpet? (laughs) All right, lads, get out the oars.
2: In, out, in, out, in.
1: genial host, may I offer a toast to the wine-buying guest on my right. May his bank account grow heavy laden with dough. May he spend it in here every night. Every Every night. night. Seeing the night in its glory. You people
0: so loyal, so true. Puts me in mind of a story.
3: Tell us about
0: Ray too. The people in the ballroom were stuffy and arty, and I began to get just
1: a little bit afraid. He sneaked into the kitchen and dug him a party. The waiter and the porter
3: and the second
1: story maid. I peeked into the parlor to see what's hatching in time to hear the hostess a jesseraie. But who was in the pantry laughing and scratching? The wind and the porter
2: and the upstairs maid.
1: When they heard the music that the orchestra played, the wing and the porter grabbed a hold of the maid.
2: Then they
3: all proceeded to go into a clog.
0: Huff-tiggity-dog.
1: Dog.
3: I went and got a dishpan to use as
1: a symbol. The porter found a regular glass that he played. The fingers of the waiter were each in a simple... You
0: should have heard the music that the combination made... If ever we're invited to some party, daddy, we ain't yeah. gonna watch any
2: harlequin <laughs> day.
1: You'll find us in the kitchen,
0: a lot in our
1: The wait and the porter and the ass. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey. Drink up if you please, Mr. Glum, please finish your drink. Hey, I've got my license to think of pink Mr. Glum. Act to Parliament, you know. Don't you parliament. talk to me about licenses and acts of parliament, Ted. Oh, I've had just about a basin You've had nearly enough a barrel full, Mr. Glum.
2: <laughs> now
1: look, I must to. I'll trouble you, to you get not off. to mention that if you don't what? mind. I'm talking about real trouble, Ted. Yeah. What I've been through, I, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. Not when Mrs. Glum comes into this story. <laughs> what story? Well, the other afternoon, my boy Ron, yeah. was in the front room with F, yeah. as he often is, and he happened to let drop a bit of information about himself. Something what come as a as a complete surprise to her. Well, you you should have seen the affected ad on her. I'm not. I know it for a fact.
3: You mean you've lived all your life without ever having a birth certificate? Fancy Mr. Glum not bothering to register the birth of his only child.
1: But death, what difference does it make?
3: Don't you see? It affects our getting married. The law is they don't let a couple have a marriage license unless they can both... of our
2: own?
1: Well, we can just wave them goodbye. Oh, no! Cry,
2: yes. no. Oh, no, well, no, don't cry, Oh,
1: no, you make me cry. Oh, no, no, don't cry. Hello, hello, hello. Um, well, here's a cheerful little scene. Looks like a couple of admirals reading the redundancy list. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on, eh? Dry them tears. Now, Ron, what brought this on? She's been waving goodbye to her children. Hey! <laughs>
3: you know, it goes deeper than that, Mr. Glum. Hey! Yes, I want you to cast your mind back to the day the nurse first placed Ron in your arms and said, Mr. Glum, this is your son. Yeah. Do you remember the thing you should have done right there and then? <laughs> but you didn't.
1: On the contrary, I did it. But the nurse caught him before he reached the floor.
3: No, Mr. Glum. I mean, go along to the registrar and register his birth.
1: Oh, that. Well, if you must remember, I had other things to think of. I mean, a, a young father with his first baby, his first paternal instincts coming out. I was just filled with nature's eternal miracle. Nature's eternal miracle? Draft bitter. <laughs> Besides, what's the difference if I didn't register him in?
3: Well, the difference is this, Mr. Glum. If Ron's birth wasn't notified to the authorities, he's not living legally.
1: But Dad's not living legally either.
2: <laughs> that,
1: that's the ID man. That's a different thing altogether, Ron. That's what they call ultra showsies. That's different. Oh, uh,
0: Dad, now. Just please. because
1: I have it's this nervous reason. habit of doodling noughts in my post office book. Your case is quite a different cup of tea. If the, government, if the government says you're not living, well, then you're not living. Ah, that's silly. Of course I'm living. You've seen me living all over the house. I go in one room and live for a bit. Then I go into the front room and have a bit of living there. Then I go into the bathroom. Isn't that living? Oh, my son, that's really living.
3: Yes, but not in the eyes of the law, Ron. Can't we go along and register his birth now, Mr. Glover? What, what,
1: I'll draw this, this late date? I don't think so, no. Look, I'll tell you what, suppose I just add him to the dog licence. Oh, thanks, Dad. (laughs) Thanks, thanks a lot, Dad, Dad, thanks. All right, all right, all right. Down, Rover, down. No, it won't
3: do, Mr. Glum. We've got to go along to the town hall and register him officially. Now let's go, straight away.
1: Ah-ham. Shop. Ah. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. <laughs> yeah. You wish to register a death? No, no, he's always got that expression. <laughs> now I'm the one you want to deal with, mister. Yeah. My name is Glum, and I want a birth certificate. You see, I've... Uh, well, I've got a son. Ah, how lovely for you. My heart is. Congratulations. What weight is he? Nine stand twelve.
2: <laughs>
1: Gracious. Okay. Uh, well, let's get down to wishing the certificate, shall we? Two cats sit here, sir. Ah, oh. the other gentleman there. And the comfortable chair for Mrs. Glum. Eh?
3: Hey. Oh. oh, no. I'm not Mrs. Glum yet. <laughs> We're still only engaged.
1: What? <laughs> She's not the mother, fathead. She's eh, Oh, and this gentleman? No, I'm not the mother either. <laughs> I mean, whose baby is he? Well, I told you whose baby was his mind. Then what is the other gentleman doing? Nothing. Just sitting quietly waiting to be born. <laughs> waiting
3: to be No, I'll explain. The other gentleman is the child who his father wishes to register as being born. He being his father. He can't
1: be his own father. He's not his own father. I'm his father. What's the matter with you? You've been at the Red Ink or something? You've been drinking something. You hope you're intoxicated. Do I understand that you wish to register his birth? Yes. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Blum. You just can't walk in and expect to register your son at this age. He should have been put down at birth. I'm inclined to think so, Miss
2: <laughs>
1: The trouble he's called me, I don't know, I just... Look, mate, just issue the certificate and let's stop charling about like this. Oh, I'm afraid it's not as easy as all that. After all these years, the Registrar General will require that evidence of date and place of birth be furnished by a qualified informant. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm having nothing to do with qualified informants. Oh. It was one of them that shopped Uncle Charlie. <laughs> what in heaven's name do they want evidence of birth? Well, that's what I want to know. If he's here, then he was born, wasn't he, eh? I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? He's taken out of my. He must have been born. What do you think he was? Quarried or something?
2: <laughs> there he is. Look at him.
1: That is not the point. You say he's your son. Of course I do. Yes, but if he was actually somebody else entirely, who would know? I'd know. If I was somebody else entirely, I'd have noticed it. <laughs> when I was shaving... I'm not stupid
3: Well, nobody's saying you are, beloved
1: I've got my wits about me, you know Yes, we know, sweetheart I wasn't born yesterday If you don't build up, you won't get born today, neither <laughs> now, what is, What's all this question of identity? What are you going on about? Now, look, now explain, look, look, come look, on look. Suppose, suppose a foreigner walked in here And told me he was actually born in England years ago if I didn't check off on his statement, if I just just gave him a birth certificate automatically, what would happen? He'd straightway be granted the full benefits of British citizenship. And serve him ruddy well, right? I see what you're getting at now, mate. You've got to protect these poor foreigners. Yeah. Quite right. Oh, well,
2: quite right.
3: In that case, Mister Glum, we'll just have to get on to the doctor or district nurse and ask one of them to confirm that Ron is Ron and that
1: he was born. Oh, dear, this is getting me All right, then, the doctor was a doctor, uh, Wainwright, and the district nurse, she was, uh, oh, uh, I can't remember her name. I can picture her even now. She was young. I can see her now bending over that cot. clear
2: as anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear.
1: She bent over. She bent, oh, over the cot there. <laughs> Yes, she was engaged to an amateur boxer, that's right, I know that. He'd come round and hit me. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. Just a moment. I'm just looking at Dr. Wainwright's file now. I can't see it. Ah, just a minute. Glum. Yes, sir? No, the name is down. See, Glum. Oh, hey, you Glum. mean, Glum was registered all the <laughs> yes, time. Yes, ah. yes, it was the doctor who notified me. Yes, yes, you're, you're all right. Oh, yes, I do exist.
3: Oh, congratulations, beloved.
1: My baby, baby boy. Yes, no, Dad, not, not yes. dear.
3: But, sir, why should the doctor register wrong?
1: Ah, uh, well, now, it is permitted in cases where the father is incapacitated at the time of birth.
3: Oh, Mr. Glum. <laughs> Mr. Glum, were you incapacitated?
1: As a newt. <laughs> Yes. Yes. According to uh, according to a note in the file here, Doctor Wainwright supported Mr. Glum's hand for the birth certificate signature. After the name Ronald was registered, Mr. Glum raised his head from the floor and insisted that another Christian name be added. Oh,
3: another Christian name? Mm -hmm. Oh, I never knew you had another Christian name wrong.
1: Neither did I, yes. You know, Mm -hmm. I've forgotten that and all you know. Yes, it's it's coming back to me now. but what is it, Mr. Glum? Well, uh, you you see, I, I just come from that in my first glimpse, as you might say, me first butchers uh, at Ron. And well, there was, there was a popular figure of my own youth, what his little tiny face sort of put me in mind of. So that's the name I added. What name, Dad? Well, here's the certificate. Oh, let me have a look too, Roland. Look, look, here it is. Oh, eh. Yeah.
3: Oh, creeping. <laughs>
0: And the BBC Review Orchestra bring to a close this week's recorded edition of Take It From Here, which came from HMS Collingwood. Those involved were Dick Bentley, Professor Jimmy Edwards, and June Whitfield, encouraged by Wallace Eaton in the keynotes. Frank Muir and Dennis Norton wrote the script, and the program was produced by Charles Maxwell. We all invite you to tune in again next week, and...